Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 158 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Daniela from Teetotaler Wines. On this episode, we talk about everything, the good, the bad, what it is like to change your state of mind. Is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? I don't know. We get into it. We dissect it. We also talk about Daniela's fantastic non-alcoholic wine line, Teetotaler Wines, and how it was such an amazing achievement to be featured on the Sex and City reboot, just like that. This is such an incredible story and such a great conversation about achievement and accomplishment in sobriety. So let's get into it. Daniela, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. It is a beautiful, rainy, gray day. I'm back in Vancouver. Ooh. Yeah, where, nice. where are you located? Toronto. I'm in Toronto, Ontario. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's actually sunny. It was really cold this weekend, but it's yeah. starting to warm up and it's supposed to go up to like 15 on Thursday. So what? I think, I think we're, we're almost there. So it's pretty much summer. Like you can just bust out your bathing suit any minute now. What a winter it's been, eh? Oh my God. Yes. I mean, the, all the COVID stuff is like lifting the weather is lifting it's like it's a good time it's a good time to be alive and sober oh definitely (laughs) uh daniela i definitely want to talk about your fantastic line of non-alcoholic wines um but i want to talk about uh you and how like how do you identify what's your relationship with alcohol these days god okay where do i start (laughs) So I will be celebrating 12 years of sobriety, July. Wow. Yeah. So I got sober. Back in, thank you. Uh, I got sober back in 2010. My relationship with alcohol and other stuff, because there's definitely other drugs, you know, drugs involved. Uh, it was For really sure. messy. Um, you know, where to start? Where to take you back to? It's like, well, like, what do you, what is, what is your, like, do you identify as sober? Do you identify as Cali sober? Like what? Sober, for sure. Sober? Yeah. Cool. I really don't, listen, I, I, for so long, I was almost like, what would you call it? Like straight edge where I was just really like, I didn't touch absolutely anything. I needed to do that for myself, but I will say on the occasion, because it was never my drug of choice, I'll like take a drag off of a joint off my son's thing, you know, when there are moments and I literally like the one drag. So I don't want to ever get high, but Mm. you know, it's not that I don't want that mind altering part of it. But when life was just so extremely busy which we can talk about um there was just moments where I just needed something to like take the edge off you know and I felt way too wired and stressed that I didn't know how to bring myself 
back down, you know? Yeah. So on the occasion, I think it's okay. But for the most part, I'm sober. Like I just, I haven't yeah. had my mind altered by anything since I got sober. Right. So it's just so funny that you need to like go into detail and I'm not just speaking about you, but like in, in general about like altering our minds, like it's like this horrible end all be all thing when yeah. literally everything in our, in our environment is all is altering our minds. Our yeah. TV is our phone, our food, like yeah. a hug from a loved one or like touching a pet. Like that is altering your state. I and get that's it. Okay. I get it. It's, yeah. it's not horrible, but like, I mean, yeah, I guess there, there is like limitations and like, you know, when, when you're doing it to literally like numb out or are doing it because that's the only method you have of like coping with stress and yeah. stuff like that. But like, I personally don't think it's the, the end of the world. If you're altering, altering your state, we're all trying to do that. Yeah. And I think there's ways of doing it naturally and there's ways that you can do it that's unnatural. And it depends on your intentions too. You know, like I now gain so much pleasure from the highs that I get within natural ways. Like when we're talking, you know, saying like, let's say music, love, you know, like I've got so high off of such a good song where there's like, I'm covered in goosebumps and I'm just like, wow, like it takes me to this other thing. But that is what, I, that's what I'm always striving for now. That's the high that I'm trying to gain is through yeah. real life. I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I don't <laughs> want it through a beverage and I definitely don't want it through a drug. You know, it's, it's, there's ways of yeah. getting that high through other methods that are more natural. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it also comes down to like what you deem is like good or bad for you too. Exactly. And who am I to say everybody's yeah. different in this and that's fine. Right. Like, I guess what is Cali sober? Is that weed? Is that smoking yeah. weed? Yeah. 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 I, I think, yeah. I mean, I'm even a little bit, I think everyone is a little bit like, what is Cali sober? And maybe okay. this should be like a bigger topic. Okay. Uh, yeah. Another episode, another, you know, <laughs> another yeah. channel. Um, but typically Cali sober refers to someone who does not drink alcohol at all, but maybe does, um, like cannabis or I, I've even heard, uh, mushrooms can fit into that as well too. Yeah. Like for me, my drug of choice back then, uh, with the alcohol was cocaine and ecstasy. So I'm coming from a different, yeah, weed was never my thing. I never liked the downer from it, like the higher I could get. So when I'm talking about mind altering, it's that, and that is something that I don't want to go back to. I don't ever want to feel that again, you know? So, you know, yeah, when I would smoke, you know, and I'm so sensitive that to take a drag or two off of a joint, you know, whatever you guys call it. I don't even know what you call it these days anymore, but (laughs) does this age me like fuck um but yeah like to take one or two drives it's all I need to just uh, you know help me because sometimes I was you know talking on another podcast where I'm just like this like balloon you know like a hot air balloon or a balloon that's just floating and I sometimes need that thing to kind of bring me back down you know and it's on the occasion I'm really talking like every six months or so when I kind of get myself like yeah it's all good, but it's good. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's yeah. own, right. It's all good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, what, what you deem is like good or bad for you, according to you. And like, yeah, I think when we use, I, I I'm right along there with you, like Coke, ecstasy, alcohol, perfect storm. <laughs> um, but it wasn't, it wasn't to maybe, um, alter my mind it was like escapism it was like let's get the f out of here and let's take these three guys with us (laughs) and those first few highs that you get from all of that those those mixed together within whatever environment you're in oh my god and that's what we're trying to chase that whole time you know and it's just well it's unrealistic (laughs) it's it's a chemical it's completely unrealistic and we're not supposed to be that high like per se <laughs> like yeah yeah we're not so necessarily I mean, mind altering. yeah that chemical imbalance like that truly like chemical effect on the brain so that's it's a good way to kind of I guess differentiate between it but yeah it's yeah 
it was, yeah, it was awful. And it was hardcore. Like it was, it hit me hard. Like I, you know, in high school, I didn't drink much. Yeah, I drank a bit when I was like 14, 15. And then I didn't, I didn't like Mm. getting drunk. I didn't drink. I was a mall rat. I hung out at the mall with my friends drinking coffee. Um, You know, I was really into, you know, the grunge scene, alternative music scene. I I love to read. I worked since I was 12. So I was responsible, you know, things like that. I was very responsible as a teenager. um, And that, sense like not not necessarily with school school was I hated school I skipped Mm. more than I attended I'm surprised I even graduated from high school I just hated that type of organization how I was being forced to learn what I was learning in that type of method it just didn't work for me there are specific teachers that stood out that were great yeah um and yeah and then you know I my past very different. I I would say, well, everybody's, I guess, would think they're a little different. But you know, I did. I've done everything a little differently in a sense that you know, I met my husband, ex husband at the time. So I was married. You know, I met him when I was eighteen. He was older than I was. Yeah. I got married at twenty one. I had my Whoa. son. I had my son at twenty four ish, twenty five. I got divorced yeah. at twenty eight. So I did all of that then when I got out of high school, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I didn't want to, I hated school so much. The idea of post-secondary education at the time was just not for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what I wanted or who I was, you know, and I think it makes a lot of sense now of my path. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I had my son. And then, so the drinking kicked in. I was about 26 or so. I had my son, time to get back to work. Mm-hmm. I got a job at um, at a restaurant downtown and started working nights. And I'm sure you hear a lot of the hospitality industry, restaurant industry. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just that, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I'll never forget, like I was still breastfeeding when I started first. So, so it took a little while. Like it was about three, four months in until I even had that first drink after work when they would invite me. Like, Danielle, you to come out for a drink I'm like okay go have yeah. one drink I'm like you want another I'm like no no I gotta go home yeah. <laughs> I'm a <Yeah>. mother <laughs> yeah like but it's not like that but again I was like you know what I gotta go you know that was like here listen you know here I am a mom and you know my husband at the time would work days I would work nights really what time did I have to myself was that time you know between let's say whenever I can get off work midnight one o'clock until last call you know so I took advantage of it and what else are you going to do we truly like there are no other options you know I couldn't think of any other option but to go to the bar across the street with my friends from work and hang out and chit chat and have some nice adult conversations yeah you know and it included alcohol so anyway make a you know long story short let's try to get because there's so much to it right um I remember that one moment when they're like oh do you want to have another and I'm like no I can't and I'm like okay I'll have one more and Mm. within like I would say a few months from just having that one or two one or two to having like 10 doubles you know really it was that like that high that you would get working you know I used to work at one of the top like steakhouses in the city yeah. And you just get that high working in the restaurant industry, you know, sitting around the restaurant, all that. And then to come down and you just kind of like, just, I don't know. I just started consuming yeah. a lot of alcohol, not my intention, but just, yeah, I'll stay for one more. Okay. One more. Okay. Let's do it. Switch to doubles, not thinking about it. And it started then. And for like nine years, it was quite the roller coaster ride. You know, it was really wow. messy for me. Like the, the Coke started early as well. And it just was nine years of just trying to survive, trying to control it mm. without knowing it was that that was causing the issues. Yeah, it was my me, but also yeah. just not realizing the steps that I needed to take. Um, you know, I don't even think I even heard of AA until I actually got sober nine years later. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just a lot of shit happened. And I, I when I look back, and I look back at why it took me so long and why it was so difficult and why it got so messy for me is that it's not even about the things that happened to you that make you start drinking in the first place. It was the things that had to happen to me while I was drinking, you know, so, okay. then, you know, just the consequences suffered for all of that. You know, I, I got divorced 
soon after, but okay. it wasn't that, like, it wasn't my drinking for the reason why I got divorced. It's just, I realized I was unhappy. I wanted to move on, but then didn't know what I was doing with my life. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, and that's a scary place to be, you know, like you're, you're also pretty young. Like you've yeah. lived a long, like a big life in such a short condensed, you know, really pivotal moments in, in a, in a young person's life, like your twenties and to your thirties, that's a huge part of your life. Definitely. And it's, and it's a lot. It is, you know, so yeah. Like, I don't know how deep, like you will, we'll talk about it and you're going to pull me back and you'll, you know, like, cause I don't know where go deep, go so in, much I can go there. Tell, right. But yeah. Yeah, you know, and just it just took me on this horrible path. But I hate to say horrible all the time because I had some great moments too, of course. I met some beautiful people during that time. You know, I had some great times and yeah, you know, some funny moments. But for the most part, uh it was messy. For the most part, uh it was not good. It brought me down. You know, there was a lot of shame and guilt attached to the consequences, you know lost a lot of jobs and, you know, mm. bad relationships, abusive relationships, um, you know, just uh, feeling really shitty about myself and my role as a mother, as a daughter, um, just not being able to survive. And, you know, as we get older too, you know, here I am from 26, 27 until I was 35. That's when everybody's doing <laughs> all these things with their lives. And here yeah. I am you know, um, would you say like your drinking career kind of kept you like stagnant throughout those years? Oh yes. I was extremely, uh, um, non-functional. Like I, I could not function. It okay. did havoc on my life on a daily basis. I could not, um, like I was one, like I, could never stop drinking in time to go home and sleep before I started work. I would drink Ooh. until the last minute and then be extremely hungover or probably still drunk when I would go to work or, you know, but I will say I was more of a binge drinker than I was a daily drinker. So okay. it would happen in chunks. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's hard. Like when you're binge drinking, it doesn't seem like that bad. And I, I like, it doesn't seem like, oh, well, you know, it's not all the time. It's not every single day. I'm not reliant on it. But like when you do drink, it's like shit hits the fan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, you know, there was some really good times and like fun times, of course. Right. Like if we didn't have those little hints or glimmers of like positive experiences, you know, we wouldn't necessarily continue to keep drinking. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's where the, the trick of it all comes in. It's like, okay, well, like binge drinking and like this little like glimmer of like hope and fun and, you know, kind of getting what I want, but, but I don't, I'm not doing it every day. So it's fine. Like, like no big deal. Yeah. Like I would definitely. It's um, tricky, right? It's a sticky situation. Yeah. I would rationalize it because my son would go to his dad's on the weekend. Oh, so let's yeah. say Friday night, I would drop him off at his dad's. I would go work because I did work on and off throughout the hospitality industry. So as a bartender, as a server, um, but I also do like, oh my God, I've, I've worked a lot, um, but also was doing working in the construction industry as well during the day. So that okay. I have experience in that as well. Um so yeah, on the weekends, he would go to his dad. So, Hey, this is my time, but mm. Hey, it would start on a Friday and it would end Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like up the whole weekend partying, yeah. you know, at the after hours, after my bartending shift and, you know, just mom's yeah. gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with Chill Vibe Gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. 
Definitely. Oh man. Oh, uh, so what, what happened? Like what was the catalyst to get you to change? Okay. So there you go. So nine years of just repeated attempts of trying to stay, get on track to get my balance back. Mm, And really my bottom was, yeah, but my bottom was a bottom, like everything started to go wrong. If there was anything that can happen to you due to addiction, it happened to me and I hit the worst bottom. But I do remember this moment. Actually, it's interesting. The night before I had had this dream and there was this dream of me being naked and my mother coming to bring me clothes and just, it was quite vivid. And I woke up the next day and I wrote on my hand, don't drink tonight. Because by the time this moment hit, I was at that moment where I was always blacking out. You know, I was always, I had such anxiety on Fridays, mm-hmm. you know, Friday would come because here with my son. Okay. I'm okay. I can kind of keep things controlled. I'm okay. Not so bad. You know, yeah. the moments are really bad, but for the most part for Fridays, I would have this crazy anxiety, not knowing what was going to happen to me because once I had a sip of alcohol, I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, That's where I would end up anyway, wrote in my hand, don't drink tonight. Okay. And yeah. The next day I found myself in a situation. Um, I'm not going to share too deeply about what exactly happened, but I found myself in a situation that was just absolutely horrific to me. And it just was that moment, like a moment of clarity. It's like, I kind of woke up from a bad dream. You know, I just remember like sitting around staring, like sitting there staring around, like, fuck am I doing? What yeah. am I doing with my life? Yeah. All of this that I am going through right now is because of alcohol. All of this is because of the fucking drink, you know? Yeah. Coke, you know, on and off throughout those years, but at that moment it was just um, alcohol. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I can't explain it any other way, but it was just a moment of clarity and I kind of just snapped out of it and I was just ready to, This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Fix my life. I had enough of myself. I had a enough of my bullshit. I had enough of just, just, I had enough of myself. I can't explain it any other way, you know? And I was just so ready for change. So yeah. And yeah, that dream, that dream was really vivid. Yeah. Something very similar happened the next day. And here I am almost 12 years later, you know? Wow. Crazy. Well, I mean, having a dream like that, like being naked, like that's a pretty vulnerable state, right? Like not a lot of people would like to be like naked in this, in those like situations where your mom has to come and clothe you. And you know what? It's interesting. It wasn't like running through the, down the beach, like naked, like, woo, yeah, living life. It's different. It's more this very vulnerable shame and guilt Mm. in it. And I had to have her come and save me. And it really was that it was, I had to move back with my family and my mother, you know, I'm grateful for my parents. They put up with a lot of shit, but basically the way I approached my sobriety very early, like at that moment was I needed to shut up and listen and do what I was told. Cause I truly did up until that point, lost 
all control of my life. You know, I, I was a shell of who I was. I had absolutely not one bit of coping skills. I didn't know how to live anymore. I lost it. It was just, I've tried it every, I've tried everything that I can think of to live a good life and none of it worked and I didn't know how to anymore. And I didn't need their help. You know, my mother kind of grabbed me by the ear and took me to AA and did all that kind of stuff. But Hey, you know what? I'm grateful for it. Right. But it's interesting how vivid that dream was and how, yeah, like a premonition dream, I guess, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's really amazing. So your pathway to change was AA. Right. I started. Yeah. So I started in an AA. Um, I went to my first meeting. So my parents. Um, yeah, I went to my first meeting that week that that happened. And I remember walking into the room and like, holy shit, there's others, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it works. You know, there's some others because you feel so alone during this, you know, and yeah, you feel like uh, an outcast, like you have like leprosy or something like 100 percent. You know, I had no idea that there was just so many others out there, um, you know, my kind. Right. So, yeah, I walked into the room. I heard those stories. It was in one of the open meetings, I guess. Okay. And I just stuck with it. So for the first couple of years, I did AA. AA was definitely my, what helped build the foundation. The steps made it easy for me to create, you know, to, to, to start from, yeah, step one and, you know, continue through and to slowly get my life back on track and to actually to learn how to live really, because I didn't know up until that point. Right. It was great for me. It really helped. But for me, like, you know, the way I see it, a lot of people have some issues with it, uh, especially with the spiritual aspect of it. Um, it's really old school. I know how it's written. It could be really old school, but you kind of got to just let those parts go and really look at the true essence of what it's all about and what it does for your life, you know? So it was really important sure. for me. I did another program as well. It was just like a group program, but for the most part, it was AA that assisted. Yeah. Nice. And then where are you at today? Do you still go to AA or what is your No, practice? no. So I went to AA for about what, two, three years. And then I actually um, wanted, uh, see, I, yes, I hated high school and I was against, um, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do as post-secondary education, but it was a dream of mine to go to university and just to learn, but to learn about the things I wanted mm. to learn. Right? Like learn about history and religion and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so a year and a half into, um, uh, into my sobriety, I decided to go to University of Toronto. Wow. So I did the academic bridging program. I got accepted. Um, I, you know, I was able to pass that to then get accepted into U of T. And so then I went on to double majoring in women and gender studies and religion and minored in South Slavic studies. And that just took cool. me in a different other direction. Yeah. I learned yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> that AA was great you know, to start the process of learning and how to live a good life, a balanced life. But once I started to learn um, as much as I did in university, it just took me on a whole different path. And that AA unfortunately was not necessary anymore. You know, I I got what I needed. Well, fortunately, not unfortunately. Unfortunately, like, I don't. Yes, it was. like you graduated. Yeah, like I know AA has their things. And, you know, I wasn't one to be a sponsor. I just the, you know, university was just so important to me. It changed my life so much. It changed me who I was, who I am as a person and as a woman. And just what I learned there is what really made me who I am today. So, yeah, it was great. And then I went on to do my master's. Yeah. And then I went on to do my master's after that because I want again with AA and with sobriety, what I always say is that within when I went to pick up, you know, my one year where I was one year sober and I went to go pick up my one, my chip. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that moment so clearly that I realized that I was capable, you know, that I was capable of. Yeah. If I'm capable of staying sober for a year, then what else am I capable of? And up until that yeah. point, I was 36 years old. I really hadn't accomplished anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> So wow. I was like, wow, I could do this. I could do that. Let's see. So then school kicked in, loved it, became better and better. Got my first A, you know that. And yeah. I just fell in love and probably addicted to the challenges. You know, now yeah. I, I'm someone who loves to set goals. I'm very goal oriented. I love challenging myself. I like to, you know, um, 
yeah, uh, I, yeah, we can, we're going to get into that a little bit further, a little bit later. It, but It's so uh, interesting how you've gone from like a kid, like a teenager who just like despises school, like, nope, yeah. I'm out of here, like rebel almost, right? Yeah. To finding this like newfound, like love for structure and like, accomplishment and achieving and yeah very interesting definitely and I think the way it was set up and um you know when we were young the type of schooling that is the way it is like normally um I'm sorry I'm I'm rambling here um it wasn't my method of learning nor was it what I wanted to learn I've always wanted to learn um you know I never felt that I was smart enough um Mm. I really only except for maybe one or two teachers none of them made me feel smart enough or worthy for that knowledge so I think uh, when you really look at it I probably just did not feel smart enough to continue going to school but I always envied uh, intelligence in others, you know, oh, it was something yeah. very important to me. I wanted to learn, you know, I, I saw the, the world, you know, I was really into history. I loved documentaries. I kind of grew up with, with reading a lot of books, but uh, when it came to education, it just wasn't for me. But now once I, university, once I started getting my hands on all the information that I really wanted to learn, then I was like, Oh my God, here it yeah. is. You know, you're just like a little sponge. Oh, I'm soaking it up. (laughs) And, you know, I loved it. I loved writing essays because the programs that I'd chosen were mostly essays. I'm not someone to do tests. Do not ask me to do a test. (laughs) So I realized that I love to write and I like to express myself. And yeah, so it was just an an amazing experience. So it really changed me. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing what can happen when we learn about ourselves and like, building that self-awareness and and knowing how we learn or like to you know go about tasks a certain way it's literally the key to life like it will unlock like all all your potential if you build your self-awareness and get to know yourself life will be a cakewalk (laughs) definitely (laughs) like so much easier up until yeah up until that point like I had no idea what discipline was, you know, I had no idea what, like, I love routine. I'm at my, but now that I've discovered how well I work with the routine, I love it. And I stick with it. And I still have a very similar routine as I do. Um, when I was, let's say, you know, I'll tell you, like, I am working from home now with the wines, we'll get to, but I'm still sticking to the same routine every single day because I am at my most productive. I've learned how I'm at my best, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Don't you think, don't you think like when we, when we think of structure and routine like a lot of us and especially like in our younger years think of it as like punishment yes right or like reprimanding or like having someone else have control over us when essentially uh when you set your own routine and your own structure you are actually in control of your life and like how how that's gonna like trickle down into your accomplishments and your achievements and like it all comes from how you structure yourself, your day, and essentially like your life. Yeah, I feel so it's not. Um, it's not like to to reprimand you or to like control you. It's to like actually have this like freedom of accomplishment. Yeah, no, for sure. I think control leads to freedom. You know, I think a lot of people think they don't. They yeah, they're they're against this this aspect of control. But really, once you kind of uh, narrow it down and, and figure it out to the best yeah. of the which suits you best then you're good to go like for me I'm a real morning person like I wake up at 3 30 in the morning it's okay. turned into I think it has to do with hormones like I'm turning 47 so I think it has to do with hormones but I started waking up early in university okay I started waking up early writing my essays early and I realized I was my most productive most creative at that time yeah um, and then uh, I haven't really changed since and I'm just really I'm a morning person I wake up I make my coffee and I start to work and I get so much shit done by noon (laughs) that I really the best yeah and then I have the rest of the day to myself right and again that discipline that working hard um working towards specific goals and not when you change your relationship with alcohol you realize you have so many hours in the day I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. 
Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Any more working towards something that is impulsive, that is like instant gratification. Yeah. I've rid my life of that. I focus on long-term goals because I find those to be the most fulfilling. And once you reach that, like when I, I, let's say, yeah, I got my BA, you know, walking down that aisle to grab my degree was the most beautiful moment. Like probably the proudest moment of my life other than having my son, but him watching me grab that degree, you know, him watching me walk down the aisle with a look of just him being proud of his mom. You know, my son's 22 now, just so you know, but, um, that that's it. That's what it's all about. And once now that I have that feeling, (laughs) knowing what that is all about, that's what I strive for. So I really don't give a totally. shit about the little things in life. I don't care to go shopping. I'm not into instant gratification. I don't need to go socialize with friends. I'm not into small talk. I like deep conversations, you know, I yeah. like to be connected with people. Um, I love, I've learned to love, like absolutely love my solitude. You know, mm. I enjoy my time alone. Like sobriety has taught me to love myself, to appreciate myself and to truly enjoy who I am as a, as a person. You know, I always say, yeah. I'm like, I haven't felt lonely in sobriety. Yeah. You know, I've never felt like that I was missing out. I've never been, I haven't been bored in sobriety. Uh. And that is, yeah, that's, I mean, everyone, that's, that's a major pain point for people, right? Because I mean, essentially you're bored because you don't know yourself, like you're not in touch with yourself. You don't know how to uh, feed your needs and wants. Yeah. 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 And this is a long game. Like you said, like having long-term goals, like I disagree that life is too short. I think this is a fucking, it's too long. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 our lives are, are long and they're probably just going to get longer with like science and technology. Yeah. Like we're going to be in freaking pods and, you know, surrogates. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But like life is a long game. It is a long-term thing. And so if like you're constantly just going for like the next flash in the pan or like um, instant gratification, yeah, it's going to get boring. Like, yeah, it's going to feel lonely. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not it's it's a long game, man. For yeah. sure. And that is like, such a beautiful accomplishment. Like, congratulations. That is so so cool. It was it, yeah. And then I said, "You know what? I wasn't ready yet, so I kept just pushing myself, so I went for a masters and like honestly, like really me to do a masters, like just I really, I applied and I said, let's just see if I can get in. I actually applied to some college courses. And then when I got accepted into the master's program at OISE, it's the Ontario Institute for, you know, for education. um, I said, fuck, I'm going to like, I just did the master's (laughs) for the paper. Like (laughs) I just wanted the piece of paper and it was only a year and a half. It wasn't theory-based. It was a professional program. Right. So it wasn't like some others that were a little bit more difficult, I'm sure, but still, you know, you still did it. Yeah. And, you know, exactly. And I graduated in 2018 and then I focused on my career. So as you can see, you know, my recovery, my sobriety has all been, is about trying to get back, do all the things that I was supposed to do way back when, when I wasted that nine years of, you know, (laughs) yeah, no, I had had a a nine year gap. It's all good. (laughs) 
But it's interesting. It's you're talking about how life is long and it's funny because I don't feel that I feel like I ran, like I, I have to catch up. I, I feel this constant, mm. like something propelling me forward to, to get to where I need to be. Um, there was so much that I want to accomplish and it's interesting. I'm only 47. I get it. And I know it's so, you know, to some that's like still so young, but I'm like, wait a sec. I only got 20 years into retirement. I have boom, 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 boom. All well, these I mean, retirement, if you're looking at from it, like, uh, like a very, I don't know, like who wants to retire? Why would you want to retire if you're doing something that you love? Yeah, but again, I want to, there's so much that I want to do in life and that I gain pleasure from that my focus up until this point right now has been work and growth and bettering myself as a human being and doing the things I needed to get to where I want. Like, yeah, I've got dreams of, you know, buying a house in Italy, of traveling the world of, you know, listen, my son's 22. I have my life back. I'm still young enough to enjoy things, you know? So, um, I told him like, I don't want to be a grandmother. I don't want any of that shit. Now I finally have my life back that I want to do so many other things. So when I finished university, I'm grateful I accomplished that. I, you know, I can check off a lot of stuff off my list, but then it was now focusing on a career. You know, Mm. yes, my career was in the construction industry. Uh, You know, I was, I started my own little business providing customer care services in residential construction. I worked on and off as a server at local restaurants, just make a little bit of money here and there. But I knew that that was not it. I knew there was something more. And that was definitely not going to be the retirement plan. You know, I'm not one to have a house in the suburbs and to, you know, just kind of settle down. I want to leave this. I don't want, I want, I need something that I'm able to make money moving (laughs) where I can do it remotely where, you know, I don't have to be in an office, Yeah, you know, and with construction, that was definitely something. Very doable. Like, especially today, like it's very doable to, to work remotely or have like things automated and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. So I had to yeah. find a profession to do that. And then also, too, I needed to find something that I was truly passionate about. Yeah. Um, so with the wines and my sobriety. So back in like, what, 2011, 2012, I actually started a blog called The Recovering Alcoholics Guide to Good Food and Drinks in Toronto. Cool. You know, cool. I started um, sharing about restaurants, you know, and non-alcoholic beverages, as well as my, um, as my, my experiences with sobriety. I wrote a memoir in 2013, the wow. worst memoir ever. It was like the worst written thing. I, now it's not published anymore, but oh my God, it was just so awful. And then university kicked in, you know, full time. So yeah. I had to stop that. And then back in the summer of 2020 in the pandemic, I was just coming off of this, this site that I was working on that was just extremely busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with the pandemic, you know, as an essential worker, I haven't missed a day of work in this, in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I was forced to work through it. Anyway, I thought, you know what, I'm going to start. So I needed a creative outlet. So I decided to start the blog again. Yeah. So instead of doing recovering alcoholics guide, I did the teetotaler's guide to good food and drinks. And I started sharing again about non-alcoholic beverages and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's something yeah. that I'm absolutely passionate about. Uh, you know, I actually, you know, it was about eight years into sobriety. If you want to talk about beverages and how it depends, you know, some like for me, I'm not against having adult non-alcoholic beverages that are similar to those that I drank before. I'm comfortable drinking non-alcoholic beers, non-alcoholic wines and spirits. Yeah. Eight years in, I tried my first non-alcoholic wine because that is the one thing that I had missed up until this point. Mm. You know, I I would always say I want that glass of wine with dinner. You know, I didn't always drink to get wasted. I truly did enjoy a really nice glass of wine with that steak, you know, or a glass of white with my oysters or, you know, and definitely. yeah. And when I quit drinking, I really noticed it missing, which mm. then really affected my um, experience dining out and socializing. And I kind of stopped because of it, you know. Um, so anyway, found wine, fell in love. The passion for it has been the same ever since. I've been nice. trying non-alcoholic wines. And then last 
yeah, the summer of 2020 came across this uh, opportunity to, there was two options. I was thinking, should I start selling non-alcoholic wines and beverages, you know, a little yeah. open up a shop or do my own thing. I decided to do my own thing and Teetolder Wines was born and I got my first palette of wines, November, 2020. What? So yeah. That's amazing. It is. I'm so grateful I did it. That's so cool. <laughs> I did it for myself. Like, honest, I remember talking to my son, right? I was like, yeah. I don't know. I just ordered a fucking pallet of wine. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with this wine. If I sell it over a year, who cares? Worst case scenario, I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually, I drank way too much. No wonder I'm still like broke, but um, yeah. And I went for it. I still had the day job. This was just the side hustle. And again, I've always wanted something to do on the side. I'm always looking for something else. Yeah, You know, I enjoy these challenges, like starting things actually is something that I've noticed um, that I like yeah. doing. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I did my labels. I did my website. I, it's basically been me this whole time and um, did the wines. And then, you know, I'm so grateful that everything worked out because it just kind of like in the right place at the right, right time where the sober movement started kicking in. Yeah. Here we go. So non-alcoholic bottle shops were opening up. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's say when I got my wines in November and, you know, I had my first retailer in Canada in December. I had wow. my first retailer in the U.S. in January. And yeah, it's been. That's incredible. So I'm really grateful. Yeah. Yeah. It's been awesome. Cool. And how did you get on? Like, um, oh, my gosh, I always mess up the name. The, the new Sex in the City, the reboot. Yeah. So um, just like that. Yeah, that's what it's called. Just it's, like it's that. such an awkward so, name. I'm I like, know. no one she knows that I'm talking about it. I don't. It's because I think if you don't watch it, you won't know because she says it so long. Oh, yeah. But, she says um, every yeah. <laughs> at, at the end of every episode. Like we get yeah. it. But like when you're actually talking to people like, oh, have you watched? And just like that, you literally have to say the new Sex in the City reboot. Exactly. And people are like. Oh yeah. <laughs> so how did you get, how did you get your wine on there? That's huge. It is huge. And I really That's didn't amazing. have anything to do with it. So again, oh. another moment that was just so awesome and I'm so grateful for. So yeah. up until that point I was wholesaling. So I went from having my own Shopify, Shopify account. I went strictly wholesale just to make it a little easier for me. Cause I was doing that full-time as well as the full-time day job. So, wow. you know, I'm just coming out of a major burnout stage of life, but um, anyway, sure. it was September and I had an acquaintance out of Spain contact me saying, Hey, have you seen the article? I'm like, what article? She sends me the link and the online magazine Grazia UK published an article about how the girls are drinking non-alcoholic wine now. So I'm scrolling through and I see my, the pic of them in the pic, doing the picnic scene. Yeah. With the bottle of the teetotaler sparkling rosé. And I literally what? like, I'm like, no, no, no. Is this fake? And I'm t- like typing here. I'm like, no, that is a fake. huge product placement. Huge. And like I had not millions. <laughs> So wow. I the article was fake. I couldn't grasp. It's so, so surreal. I'm like, this yeah. is insane, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm so grateful that, you know, those celebrity pics were taking, taken of them in back in September when they were filming that scene. Yeah. Because yeah. um, yeah, they I guess, I guess what happened, you know, you know, filming it in New York, you know, yeah. to the wines are in a, in a few non-alcoholic bottle shops that are open in New York, which New York has been amazing to me. So you've got Boy yeah. Song, you've got Spirited Away, you've got, you know, there's a bunch of them there. So I'm assuming the props department went for a walk and, you know, looking for a beverage for that scene. And sure. I guess they like and your, I mean, your bottle and like the label is so pretty, like it's so like on in style for like that particular show and that, and especially that scene, you know, it's so like springy and and beautiful and fresh and like, yeah, it's gorgeous. I can definitely see why they would choose your bottles. So so grateful. Like I can't explain. So since then it's been an amazing ride. And with that free publicity, you know, I haven't even contacted them. Like, I'm like, I don't care. Like, it's all good. I'm so grateful. Um, There was one trailer that they sent out where they blurred out the label. So I thought that that's what they were going to do for the actual show. When the show aired on what, like January 6th? They didn't blur out the label. So you see my birds. And I'm like, you know what? That's all I ask. You know, 
Sex in the City, other than Game of Thrones, is my most favorite show. Like, oh, I yeah. that probably yeah. three times a year, right through, right through. Yes. You know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> to them so well. So to have yeah. my wines, which, you know, it's a label I created in my, like, I, I packed that wine. I put that wine in a box and sent it to New York and they, you know, wow. so it just... Oh, wow. I like, uh, yeah, definitely a moment. To start huge. Out. Yeah. Huge achievement. And you didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. Like, that's that's so even cool. extra special, right? You know, yes. it's, it's cool. <laughs> wow. That's so yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, Daniela, where can we find your amazing wines? Uh, now, so Teetolder Wines is available in Canada, the US, UK, Australia, New Zealand now. Wow. Um, in Canada, Canada's interesting. It's a little slower than the others. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, Canada's okay. slow to respond to them. I am grateful for those that are choose to sell it. Yeah. Um, so let's say um, there's some great non-alcoholic bottle shops that you can purchase it from. Uh, Apera Zero from Montreal, Dry Variety Drinks in London, Ontario, um, Sober Crew from Quebec. I think they're in Montreal as well. But you can also find it on Amazon.ca. You can find okay. it on Well.ca. I'm so most at- of our listeners are in the states. So okay. where, like, oh. can you find it online? Like, can you go to your website and like, is there like a locator thing definitely yes so please check out the website teetolderwines.com yeah. uh, there is a retailer section as well as a restaurant and bar section so right. under retailers you'll find who sells it in canada in the u.s the uk australia new zealand as well as restaurants in the U- in the u.s um uh you know you've got uh, again non- non-alcoholic bottle shops let's say boisson spirited away a sobrieta boutique a fresh yeah. sip um there's so many new ones lately and yeah. God, i'm working on you know a, now that i have a distributor helping me um i'm really hoping by the end of the year to be a little bit more mainstream where the wines will be ready available across canada and the u.s yeah and that's great you know so yeah wow congratulations that's amazing thank you so much <laughs> so cool Awesome. Um, Daniela, thank you so much for taking your time and sharing your knowledge and experience with us. It's been awesome talking to you. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Just another fantastic story of achievement, growth and expansion, all thanks to going booze free. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your comments. We love your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't sleep on SoberGirlsGuide.com. Head over to our website with our blog that is lock, stocked, and loaded so you don't have to be, full of tips and tricks for you at any stage of your booze-free journey. Also, make sure to stay tuned. We have have our Sober Girl Social Club membership launching soon. Very, very soon. If you are looking for support, accountability, and a fantastic place to come and hang out with like-minded women, this is for you. You are going to have exclusive access to all guides, workbooks, and support circles all under our Sober Girls Social Club. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.